Hey, Dad Gamers. Welcome to the Dad Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Rayhart, also known as Flank on Xbox Live. You can follow me there, uh, Flank, F-L-A-N-K-K-E. I'm also that same username, Flank, on the PlayStation Network. Uh, today, I want to talk about Duck Hunt. Do you remember Duck Hunt, the old gun game that came with the original NES system? And how the zapper, the first zapper was actually gray, like that gray color. And then like later on, it was something like, mm, I think it was like 19, in the late 80s, the, the gun color actually had to be changed from dark gray to that blaze orange color, actually, to be exact. Uh, because the federal regulations had said that toys cannot imitate like, toy guns could not look like the real thing. So they had to go from gray to orange. So if you had a gray zapper gun from the original NES, that's actually the first classic and original zapper gun. It's not the very first ever gun for a video game. That um, The zapper gun ancestry actually goes all the way back into, like, the mid-1930s uh, with the first, like, so-called light gun. It was um, used... The original patent idea and everything for it was done by a company called Rayolite and it was like 1936 the company was actually they did parts for for system uh parts and systems for jukeboxes back in the 30s Uh, and with their light gun that they had for a video type game players would shoot like a small target that had a light sensor on that had a beam of light on it and when the beam hit the sensor that's when the target was hit the light gun worked the same way. Uh, Magnavox actually also came out with a gun and a, a video game console where they had a shooting gallery. And on the Magnavox Odyssey in 1972, uh, I know for some of you dad gamers out there, you may have played one. I never got my hands on one. But a Magnavox Odyssey had a shotgun-style light gun, like a large gun. and was. But the, the problem and where that game and system failed was is that that shotgun style light gun was only usable on the Magnavox televisions because of the the light that it protruded so that kind of they kind of shot themselves in the foot there then of course in 19 October of 1985 the NES Nintendo Entertainment System comes out with the zapper gun remember the gray zapper gun uh with Duck Hunt and so, like, as a kid, you finally, you put that gun in your hand, and now you can actually shoot ducks, and, you know, you everybody wanted to shoot the damn dog every time he would laugh, but there was a whole bunch of different Zapper games that were actually released aside from Duck Hunt that NES came out with. Uh, I remember Hogan's, uh, Hogan's Alley was another one, real popular game, but I brought all this up to say this. The Zapper guns that worked, because of the way they worked, and I'll give you a quick little inside lesson on how they worked. So the inside the guns was a sensor that opened up when you click the button, when you click the trigger, you would open up the ability to detect light intensity. So when you would fire at the screen during that click, your screen actually would in the in the like hair second would go black and a white target would go around the duck, so to speak. And if you were aimed lined up correctly, it would tell the gun this is where you hit. That's layman's very layman's terms on how it works, but in retrospect, what I'm trying to say is you could play it because the TV was the old school tube set, the diode reception of light coming from the television, and you could use that. 
Unfortunately, nowadays, because everything has moved to flat screens and LEDs and they don't protrude light the same way, a lot of those classic zapper gun games won't work on the new flat screen TVs. This sucks so bad. Because if you wanted to sit down and have like a retro family game night, you couldn't. At least you couldn't play Duck Hunt or Hogan's Alley or any of the other classic shooting games with the zapper gun because of that factor. You'd have to literally pull like an old tube set out of like the garage or attic or if you even have one or at a yard sale somewhere in hopes that it would actually still be able to play and work with the zapper gun. Now there were some, there were a couple re-releases of the Duck Hunt game. Now Duck Hunt uh, was re-released on the Wii U. Uh, it came out, I think it was December Christmas Day, 2014, on the Wii U. It was actually a digital download available uh, from Nintendo. Strictly the old school duck hunt with the dog and the whole nine yards. The downside, the downside was, is that it, it wasn't a zapper gun. I mean, you didn't have the zapper gun. You couldn't aim the Wii U pad at the TV or anything like that. It was very much like that you use a target on the screen that you would have to move around with the controller, which is not... The, the classic zapper gun game. It's just another, uh, I want to say point and shoot type game, but you're using the control stick. You didn't really have the option to, to like hold a peripheral in your hand and fire off, you know, at those ducks or at the dog if you wanted to. The advantage is it's still available now, actually. Duck Hunt, if you have a Wii U, they say that you can still get it. It's like five bucks. It's a digital download on Nintendo's uh, site. But the Wii U, I mean, let's be honest, the Wii U platform is really not the one everybody's playing right now. Everybody has moved to the Nintendo Switch. Now, as as a dad gamer, the Nintendo Switch is probably one I can almost guarantee that you probably have, or at least your kids have convinced you to get for them. And as great as it is to have the Nintendo Switch capabilities, and we're gonna move, I'm going to move right into the Nintendo Switch now, but as great as it is for the Nintendo Switch to have the capabilities to go from being on the television and playing at home and playing on your TV set at home and then, you know, picking picking up the controllers and hooking them to the console and pulling up the screen and pulling it out and going and then it just trans flawlessly transferring your game onto the mobile screen is a great, great feature. The fact that the, the controllers on it for it can separate into two-player controllers and if you've got, you know, multiple kids, you could, they could each try it and it's small enough or the tiny hands... It's great. As a father myself, I think the Nintendo Switch is a great, great console for families with kids. Because, again, that mobile capability, uh, they even have, I think you can watch movies on it now. It's kind of ridiculous. But what a lot of dads, because we don't get, I, would, I dare say, time to mess with the Switch, or a lot of us will probably just want to go and play, say, oh, let's just play Call of Duty on Xbox, but... If you have a Switch at home and you haven't tried it yet, I, as a dad and as a father, I could say you might want to pick it up if you want to play retro games. Now, the Nintendo offers for, like, it's a yearly subscription for their family plan of, like, $35 a year to get to their online service. Now, the Nintendo online service is nothing like PlayStation or Xbox. It's completely different. But... It does have and does offer for the Nintendo Switch, Super Nintendo, and regular Nintendo Retro Classic games to play in their entirety. That's right, in their entirety. If you wanted to play 
all any of the Zelda games from the original NES or Link to the Past, it's on there. It is literally, if you have the online service through Nintendo on the Nintendo Switch, you can play it. Again, I know a lot of busy dads out there, uh, a lot of busy fathers don't have time, and they always think that the Nintendo Switch is going to be their kids, and their kids are going to play, you know, Fortnite or Splatoon or whatever over and over again. But after they go to bed, or after, or they're at school or something like that, and you've got a minute, or you've got a moment, and you're curious, you can get on there, you can download these games, and they're small, they're tiny, they don't take up room on the console at all. And But you can play some literal classic games. Nintendo recently, though, recently has actually added Donkey Kong for their Super Nintendo lineup. They've actually added Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong Country 2, and Donkey Kong Country 3 now. Just some of the uh, classic games, if you remember. Uh, Mario All-Stars is on there, which includes all of the Mario Brother games from Mario 1, 2, 3. Uh, even the Lost Mario. Star Fox 2 is also available to play in its entirety, as well as like F-Zero, Pilot Wings, the original Star Fox classic, classic games, even Super Mario, the original Super Mario Kart, the original Super Metroid, and like I said before, Zelda A Link to the Past. Now, a lot again, I think a lot of dads don't know that the console has that. I mean, some of you do. If you're if you're a gamer, you probably do. But I, I've, I've come across, after talking to other fathers, of, that they didn't know that they thought they were going to have to pull out their old retro systems or they're going to have to try to find a mod on their PC or something to that effect just to be able to show their kids on what they played. Well, you don't have to. You do have to get a subscription to the Nintendo yearly membership, like again, which is only like $35, I think, a year. Uh, but you can play all the classic games. Uh, for the NES, they have Kid Icarus, they have Punch-Out, not the Mike Tyson one. Uh, they have Kirby's Adventure, they had The Adventures of Link, Super Mario Bros. 2, Metroid. I mean, it's all here. They even have the original Legend of Zelda and, uh, and the NES Open Golf, which is uh, always a throwback classic. Uh, Excite Bike, uh, Tecmo Bowl, all these old ones that you probably remember playing as a kid, and they're great fun to go back and even show your own kids, like, hey, this is what I used to play. They're going to be totally, I'll be honest with you, they're going to be totally like, no, I don't care. <laughs> they're going to be like, I can't believe you played this. It's like that ever so popular, um, what, what, how did you even get through your childhood? I mean, there's like nothing's digital. And But I just want to give all of you dad gamers out there a heads up that the original NES and the Super Nintendo uh, playable games. Not now. Now, keep in mind the entire library is not. I'm not saying the entire, all of the entire library is available on the Nintendo Switch, but like a, some of the classic and best games that came out for the systems are on there. Now, there's a lot more games that Nintendo plans to add to the system. It's just going to take some time for them to get it together, so to speak. Or you know, they they add like a little bit each week. It's nothing. It's nothing. They're just going to all throw out there at once. Nintendo's smart. They're going to dra kind of drag their feet and drag it, or drag it out on all of them. Now, I'm going to take a minute here and remind everybody that they can go to our website at dadgamerspodcast.com, drop your email into either the website or the pop-up that pops there uh, to be included in a... It's a random email selection that will give somebody $25 Xbox Live code back to their email. It's not going to happen right now. It doesn't happen until closer to the end of the month, so you have time. We're going to try to do it every month. 
and even you only have to enter once. You don't have to enter every single month. You just have to enter once, and you'll be in the drawing every month uh, for as long as we're doing it. So you want to make sure you go to dadgamerspodcast.com. Definitely drop your email in there. Definitely become qualified for free $25 Xbox Live code giveaway if you have an Xbox. That's what we're doing right now. We do plan to do PlayStation later on down the road, maybe maybe next month, maybe March. Uh, but right now we are doing Xbox. So make sure you check that out. Also, you can follow us. We are on Dad Gamers Podcast on Instagram, at Dad Gamers Podcast. We are at Dad Gamer Podcast on Twitter. You can follow us there. We have a Facebook group. Actually, the Dad Gamers actually has a Facebook group and a Facebook page. So definitely we are all over the place. We are literally, we ha- we try to cover all of the bases at this point. We even, and I'm not sure that you'd be interested in this, but we even have the Dad Gamers Patreon. So if you want to check out patreon.com to be able to be, to get your hands on any Dad Gamers merch that comes out, it's going to start there. It's going to be any of the merchandise that we have comes out for this podcast will start on Patreon. So if you're curious and you like this podcast, you want to support this podcast, Feel free to go to Patreon and join one of the tiers there. Uh, as more and more shows come out and more and more things develop, uh, we are in line to try to get some interviews with some of the class. I'm not even going to give away who. Now to change gears a little bit, I want to bring up something that just came about. A lot of you may have already know this, but the game, the old school classic game, NBA Jam, is getting a movie. Now, it's not like a movie, regular movie, like you go to the movie theater to watch. It's more of a documentary that's being made about the success of NBA Jam. You remember playing NBA Jam where he's like, he's on fire and boom chakalaka and they break the glass. It was one of the only basketball games that came out in the arcades. It came out in 1993 and on consoles it was a year later, 1994. But when it came out, it was one of the few games where, basketball games, where Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal originally weren't even in the game. Now, it had a huge, it celebrated huge success. So when they come out with this documentary, it's the production studios that's creating the film said the documentary will not only be a quote unquote, the documentary will not only be a trip down memory lane for older audiences, but will reveal to be a younger generation how it all started with a gaming industry today worth many billions of dollars. So there's no word yet on the release date of what, of this, and it's, the documentary seems like it could be, if it, if it turns out to be really good and they put it on Netflix and everybody sees it and it turns out to be like a hot thing. I'm not saying it's going to get as hot as maybe Tiger King, but it'll probably be right up there. We could possibly see other documentaries come around. Think about it. Like if we could probably see definitely a Mortal Kombat documentary. I mean, hell, that's even got a new movie being made about it. Uh, what else? The Legend of Zelda? Oh, speaking of back, going back to Nintendo. Some of you may, who already follow us on Instagram, have seen the photos that we have posted from the Nintendo World, Super Mario World theme park is open currently overseas in Japan right now. Um, I've seen lots of pictures come down. I've seen the characters, they look, you know, of course are spot on because the park is hosted by Universal Studios and... Nintendo in a partnership so it's not like a, a, a spin-off or anything the characters are authentic authentic and real so the park looks amazing uh, I've seen video of some of the rides and things 
So I can't wait, cannot wait for them to open the one in Orlando. Uh, they are building a supposedly a bigger one in Orlando. I don't know if that's going to be... From what I've seen on the scale and the mapping and the, and the uh, patents and everything, it looks to be a larger park than the one they built in Japan. Uh, but I can only hope that they speed up the process. Unfortunately, COVID will slow everything down. But let's hope, that, again, that they speed up the process to get that Nintendo park open for us. So, going back to what I was saying before about the NBA Jam documentary, there is no release date for it yet. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully soon we'll we'll see a release date for it. Um, but they, I'm, I'm guessing Netflix will, will show it because they did a really with that retro gaming series high score that they did. They so they probably will pick it up fairly quickly. In other gaming news, uh, the Assassin's Creed. Uh, I'll rephrase that. Something being referred to me that came down to pipeline as mean as being Assassin's Creed in space. Uh, which is basically uh, the next Star Wars game. The cool part about it is the company Ubisoft is going to be taking on the Star Wars IP to create an open world Star Wars game, much like Assassin's Creed, where you'll be able to play. Now, there's no details about this. This is strictly strictly an announcement from Lucasfilm Games and Ubisoft coming out going, hey, we've teamed up, we're going to get together, we're going to build this game. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be for Star Wars. So everybody's excited. So from the guys who did Assassin's Creed and The Division, you're going to get a Star Wars game. Now, this is probably a, this was the first Star Wars game in a long time that hasn't been made by EA Games. Like, I mean, every single Star Wars game that's come out has been EA. Even the last one, what was it, uh, Squadrons, was EA Games. So the exclusivity over the Star Wars IP that EA has had like for years now finally has come to an end, maybe, or maybe Lucas Lucas Films Lucasfilm Games is venturing off to see who else can do better. I mean, keep in mind EA did Battlefront Two and Fallen Order and Squadrons, and they were all decent games. But it, it's going to be interesting to see what other game publishers will do with star wars like they clearly i mean they do good games ubisoft is no joke when it comes to a game developer uh, so the fact that they're going to collaborate with lucasfilm games is probably going to be amazing now another announcement that lucasfilm games came out and said was that they were making an indiana jones game and they were going to do it with uh machine games and bethesda publishing so imagine an indiana jones game made by the guys that did Fallout and well, uh, who did Machine Games? I think they did what, Wolfenstein. So a, a new Star Wars game down the road coming out from Ubisoft, uh, Indiana Jones game coming out from Bethesda. It looks like the gaming landscape is about to get a lot better. And it feels like it's been years since we've seen some really good games. It seems like they just, I mean, don't get me wrong. So there's been some great games. The the Far Cry series has, has been great. Again, Ubisoft title. And, and other games, the Call of Duty is continuous every single year. Uh, just like Battlefield, they come out with the same games. It seems to be a lot of rehash of the IPs and nothing new, nothing innovative. Nobody's trying to push the envelope. It's, it, these big companies come up with one idea and then they just lock it in and keep it safe. Uh, and that seems great. You know, Ubisoft's doing it with Watch Dogs, The Division. 
Assassin's Creed. And hopefully the Star Wars will be a huge hit and we'll see Ubisoft Star Wars games, a couple of them, you know, not just one. But in order for them to be able to even announce a game, which means, because a, a game takes approximately, what is it, four years to make? Is, is about the, the standard when it comes to creating a video game? So the fact that they're announcing it now, which means they've got to be at least halfway done. Because if it was going to go south, they wouldn't have said a word. So it's got to be at least to the point where it's playable. Or demo, like I don't want to say completely playable, probably more along lines of like, really in like alpha <laughs> alpha trial um but we should i mean we should expect to see some kind of gameplay footage soon uh especially with as, as hot as the mandalorian has been uh, that would be a great tie-in for like what the assassin's creed aesthetics to have the mandalorian i mean can you imagine that would be amazing uh and with this so many characters that the star wars universe has the, uh, ubisoft has got a huge huge sandbox to play in and they're really good at it they've done they've done really really well in the past so i can't wait to see like another great open world game because there's been i mean they've done so and other and, uh, and i'd like to see other companies do stuff too and i mean we all we all love rockstar right i mean we all enjoy the rockstar games they they're red dead redemption series which, by the way, started on the original Xbox as Red Dead Revolver. Some of you may know that. Some of you may not know that. But yeah, it was never an open world game. It was Red Dead Revolver. It was a great game. So if you want to go back and play something retro, that's not too far back. Red Dead Revolver. Check that one out by uh, Rockstar. Uh, they do really good open world games. But they, of course, they haven't come out with a new Grand Theft Auto in three consoles now. See, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out on what the xbox 360 and the playstation 2 and now we're <laughs> many many consoles many years later and they're just rehashing the grand theft auto 5 again so i liked it better when rockstar was putting out extensions to the grand theft auto uh series uh like like other stories, like, you know, remember Liberty City Stories or Vice City Stories or things like that, where it was like, you were still in that world and that was all great and it probably didn't cause them too much, you know, uh, work to recreate the, the world they already had, but just add another character. So why they keep just rehashing the same game and not adding to it? I mean, I get that they, okay, I'll, I'll you know, back up and say I get that they added you know, the online capabilities, and they're constantly working on that. But, I mean, couldn't you just throw an extra, another character in there, like, with another huge long storyline that we all could just enjoy, like, in that same world, since we all know it so well? But no, unfortunately, we're all, we all have to succumb to whatever Rockstar hands us, the crumbs from Grand Theft Auto Five, even though it's year after year after year. Um... Okay, I think that was pretty much all that I wanted to rant and talk about today on the Dad Gamers Podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll talk again next week, and I'll have some uh, more game insights for you. Until then, thanks for listening.